my short time being famous in the CSGO skin scene. Some of you may have seen this video. I changed the name a few times, but it's currently called the most calm knife unboxing ever. Because someone in chat, uh, someone in the comments suggested for me to name it that. Nice. Oh wait, I'm reacting, chat. Oh my god, he got the knife! Oh my god! There you go, chat. I spent 400 Australian dollars opening 101 CSGO cases on a whim. Pretty stupid. I got nothing of value, except this knife worth $2,000. I now possess a rare digital item in a video game I don't play. I will cherish it forever, and I will never open another case again. Joshua Boy broke down the actual numbers. These are all the things that I got. This is going off like the Steam marketplace values, which are a little bit wrong. Or apparently a lot wrong, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I got nothing of value. I bought $84 worth of cases. I got $477 worth of keys. And I got nothing, like nothing of value, except the knife. So gross profit, 1,546. Net profit, $984. So I have never opened cases before. The reason why I did is because of this dude. Hey, I'm Zeus. He's Zeus. <laughs> I don't know why YouTube did it, but it recommended me a bunch of these videos. Maybe because I watched Clicks Philip. This dude has a bunch of videos about CSGO skins. And most interesting to me is the long history of people running scams, exploiting people, all the gambling and garbage associated with these digital items. It's kind of funny how many scandals have been involved in CSGO all because of these digital assets, right? How much money laundering and all that jazz that has occurred. And so after watching like every video that this Jesus guy has released, I'm like, I want to open some cases. I've never opened cases before and I want to see if I can like get a knife and then leave it in my inventory and see how much money it's worth in like five years or something. I don't spend money on many things and I thought this was something that I'd rather do than actually do my work. Because I was feeling a bit blue and I did not want to do any work that day. And so I just sat recording myself, opening cases, and I ended up getting a knife. And now that I have a knife, and I'm technically in the green in profit, I'm never opening another case. Because do not open cases to win money, chat. You, you get a 60% return on the amount of money you put in. It is gambling, but technically like a tier above pure de degenerate gambling, because you technically do get assets out of it, but it is effectively a sucker's game. You will, unless you play CSGO and want to use the skins, you're just going to lose, you know? It's like trading cards, yeah. It's like in the same way that, you know, opening Pokemon cards or whatever is. Was it fun? Not really. I, I, I didn't really enjoy opening the cases at all. Was it a small hit of dopamine when I opened the knife? Yes. And uh, that's it for me. I'm done. It is funny though, that the only two people that YouTube had been recommending me both responded to my tweet about it. Onipixel, Onipixel, I'm sorry, did I pronounce it wrong? My bad. YouTube gave me a bunch of videos of him looking at people's inventories and being like, wow, man, you have 100K worth of skins. Like that's a lot of money to have in skins. And talking about how all the wear values and stuff work. And then again, uh, Jesus, the guy I was talking about for whose videos I like binge watched for the last week. It's just weird that people could make a living making videos about skins in a video game. Hundreds upon hundreds of videos. I have 22 hours in CSGO. 
Another example of Rockstar instantly fixing money glitches. This was linked to me. There was a glitch where you could sell a car for more than you bought it for. Like you could buy it for 25 grand and then sell it for like 200,000. And so for a couple of hours, people were just like, you know, printing money with uh, a car here. And Rockstar fixed it immediately. And it was just used as an example of like, if there's a bug related to money, instant fix. Everything else, I will get to it a few years from now. If you want to know the whole story, watch Obese Draft. Creators who can treat the online space as just a game. Just watch Rambles 260. Would be very interested in hearing more about your journey through being self-conscious and how you've grown from it. I still think I'm self-conscious. I suppose because I'm at home so often, I less have to care about other people and their opinions in real life. It actually relates to something else I want to talk about here, the, the separation of real life and online life. Sometimes, for a moment, I think of all of you guys, all these videos, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, all this jazz. I think of it like a game, but I can't maintain that illusion because it's real to me. But I suspect other creators aren't like this. Um, to them, it truly is just a game. Like the second they turn off their PC, they go back to the real world and everything that happens online, even though it is in the real world, it, because it's online, it doesn't have consequences. Like, I question if that's how some people can have such split personalities or do so many scummy things online without feeling bad because they just treat it like a game. If I lie, I cheat, I steal, and I get caught, who cares? Because it's just people on the internet that I'll never see. I'll go back to my life. Like, they just have such a separation in their minds between the digital world and their real world. Like, they're digi like they're in the TV show Digimon or something. But I can't do that because I have nothing else in my life. I do sometimes think that... If I had more in my real life, I think stuff online would bother me less. Cash be like, ah, oh, well, that's just the online for you and go back and play with my dog and hang out with a girlfriend or something, you know? Like there is that concept um, where they talk about the idea as the world as a stage where all your interactions with other people through any medium is like a performance that you put on, at which point you go back behind the curtain when you're by yourself or with those you truly care about and you be your real self. And I think just the, the online world just enables people to do that to a much greater extreme. You can have people online who are like the scummiest fucking people, but in the real world wouldn't think of doing any of that shit and would just be regular, kind, nice people. I, it's just stuff I've been thinking about lately. People on the internet aren't real. They obviously are, but I think some people actually compartmentalize themselves so they can, in a way, act as though they aren't. I would love to see research on this because I suck at doing it, but I'm... I'm almost certain that other creators are better at doing that than me. What do I want changed on YouTube? Do I want to stream on YouTube? I wish they would fix their chat so it wasn't terrible. Twitch's system where the the chat comes in chunks is a lot better. So like on YouTube, it's just a non-stop flow. So the chat never sits in one place for more than like half a nanosecond. On Twitch, because it comes in chunks, each message is at least in a certain spot for a like a second or two, so you can like take in the information before it like chunks along. I don't know if Ludwig's extension fixes it or not. I don't know. But I mean, they, I'd rather they just integrate that into the fucking system itself. I am of the position, which is a controversial one, where I think like 50% of the things that people criticize YouTube for aren't justified. Which still leaves quite a bit that they criticize them for that is justified, but it's just a lot of people blame YouTube and the algorithm in general for mistakes they're making or things that they just refuse to see or don't know anything about. And it's not like YouTube can respond or the algorithm can be like, ah, oh, no, you, you, you're on the wrong track here, man. Your content's just shit. And it's just a uh, YouTube does fuck up a lot. So it's not really a good 
position to come out and be like, actually, YouTube ain't that bad when they do actually fuck up sometimes. The removal of community captions is doing the most bizarre decisions they've made. I assume that what was happening too frequently was uh, people were submitting um, uh, heinous, lewd uh, stuff and uh, content creators weren't checking them sufficiently. Like what they've added in instead, there's now a subtitle role where you can give it to people and the only thing that they can do is make subtitles for your videos. They can see nothing else um, except that. I had uh, Lee make me some English subtitles or something with it and it seemed to work perfectly fine. Having your niche on YouTube. Do I like cycling? I did when I was a kid. I don't really get the opportunity now. I would like to live in one of those cities where like everyone cycles. Yeah, like the Netherlands or whatever. What's that YouTube channel that like talks about city planning and how it impacts people's quality of life and stuff? Not just bikes? Yeah, very great channel. See, it just goes to show chat. The main way to get successful on YouTube is to have your, your thing, your niche. The thing that you're doing, either that no one else is doing or that you're doing better than everyone else. You can do other stuff, but most channels that get really successful have that thing. That's why I can mention particular features of a channel and uh, you all name exactly one channel. But as time goes on, it's harder and harder to uh, find those spots. The refund scam calls happening currently. I don't know if you guys ever had this happen. I got a call yesterday from a robot voice that was like, we have just processed your order from eBay for $329.99. If you don't want this order to happen or something, blah, blah, blah. I hung up, hung up at that point because I knew it was a scam. But um, apparently these scam calls are going around and I guess they get you to call them back and, and at that point you're kind of hooked into the system or whatever and they try and sell you stuff, I'm not sure. You guys heard of these things before? The classic refund scam? Yeah, I, I don't know how I got onto this list, but yeah, if, if you hear a robotic voice saying stuff like that, watch out. I wish I could do everything other creators can do. So when I'm happiest chat is when I think I make good content. Sometimes I'll watch YouTubers and see their high level of production quality and just be like, Holy shit, I suck. So recently I've been recommended a few of these videos by Mr. Who's the Boss. So often do I look at other people's videos and think to myself, I wish I had the time to learn that stuff because I recognize that I am much better off just making content and hiring people to do that stuff for me rather than learning it myself. And I hate that shit. A part of me will always miss the day where I did everything myself and the second I had an idea, I would just like spend an hour or two or something looking up how to do that thing and tinker with it and learn new skills and stuff. But it's, it's just not a good use of time now. I hate not being able to do everything myself. That's what happens when you run a business. Like I recognize like Mr. Who's the Boss probably can't do any of those animations or transitions and stuff himself either. He's probably got some dude doing it for him because it's not, it's not cost effective for him to do that himself. Like I just have these feelings of inadequacy. Basically, the more I watch really big content creators with all the money in the world, the more inadequate I feel and the worse I feel about my content, which makes me feel miserable. I should stop watching bigger YouTubers, <laughs> you know? Telstra finally telling me why my mobile coverage is bad. If you guys watch my rambles, you'd know that I had a whole bunch of problems getting the my SIM from Telstra activated and then the quality of my coverage here was shit. Turns out, yes, coverage here was just shit. It's not my phone or anything like that, like, or my SIM card, which these companies have suggested. It's that 
it's an it's a known low coverage area. And what sucks about this is it's been low coverage for the last seven fucking years. And they never fixed it. Even with all the houses built up here now, everyone around here gets one bar. It doesn't matter what provider you go with. The, the, the three networks, they're all bad here. And apparently, the best I can hope is in, in a year, a tower will be built somewhere that way. And hopefully that will solve it for me. Which is just dumb. At the very least, I'm happy Telstra told me rather than Vodafone, which is just like, oh, how about you try another SIM card? And just lying to me and shit. So I'm sticking with Telstra because it doesn't matter who I'm with, I'm screwed regardless. And even though their support initially was garbage, at least in the end, they uh, did give me the information I needed. YouTube's most replayed feature was stolen from another website. Some of you may have seen on the bottom of videos now. Yes, I have been watching a bunch of Hell of a Boss and that's why it recommends me the videos. Don't judge me, it's a good show. Okay, so you can see here on the bottom where it says most replayed and places where people have replayed the most and da da da. This feature is cool, but I think its main function is just to skip over sponsors. Like, how often are you, like, looking at a video and being like, oh, that's where it was mostly played, I'm going to watch that as well. Maybe sometimes, but for any video where there's a sponsor, this no longer has any purpose, and it's just a huge, massive peak near where the sponsor is. I find that really funny. I, I, th I still think it's a very good feature. Copied from Pornhub? Really? I have been on Pornhub and I haven't, oh, maybe, maybe I have noticed this feature. Huh. Well, they should copy more stuff from Pornhub, like having porn on YouTube. Come on now. Adobe has let me release more, this is what you missed. So you may have noticed I was able to release another episode of this is what you missed of Noita. Very few of you watch it, that's fine. It's just, I'm going to keep doing it because it's just an easy video to put out. I, I do put effort into it, like I do skim through it and remove pauses and whatnot, but it's just very lightly edited playthroughs of various games. The reason I was finally able to do this is because Adobe has finally fixed the issue where you weren't able to render projects that were really long. Not in the release version, I'm on the beta version of Adobe Premiere. Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure if any of you out there have the same issue as me right now, but if you do, sign up for the beta. So I have made like another half dozen episodes of This Is What You Missed, and I will continue to process old footage that uh, isn't worth editing, but people may still want to watch. So this is all the stuff that will probably eventually get into This Is What You Missed. This is the newest stuff. The further we go back, the lower the quality of the footage. Like Tunic should definitely be a This Is What You Missed series. Uh, I never finished Teardown. I really need to go back and finish that. It's just a bunch of stuff. None of this worth editing because it's either too much footage for too few views, or, yeah, that's basically it. Like, the Sekiro footage is great, but it's like 60 hours. Editing 60 hours of footage takes weeks, and the video will get like 100,000 views. How much storage do I have? 150 terabytes. And it's not enough. Legit, it's like, I've used like 120. Why do I not do no reset runs anymore? Will I do a no reset? I'm just not at the point where I have to do that, you know? Once upon a time, when I was just a live streamer, and uh, I was just speedrunning GTA 5 as the main thing that brought people into my channel, I kind of had nothing else to do in the day other than stream and speedrun. But like, I've got dozens of things I could be doing. So there's always stuff I need to be handling. So if the run's going really, really bad, I reached a point where I'm like, there are so many things that I could do that are a better use of my time, and I leave. Either that, or I'm like, 
I feel like shit and I don't want to do this. And I just leave. The pressures to perform and complete runs and stuff just aren't there like they used to be. Or rather, there are pressures from other things that are pushing me towards not doing it, you know? Do I still go to the gym? Like five years ago, I think, I would consistently go to the gym like every day or every second day. No, not every day. Like probably every second day. I would just go do some cardio and lift some stuff for an hour or something. I was never particularly built. I had a bit more muscle on me. It was more just like a thing that I did as a part of my routine. It's uh, when I got harder and harder into streaming and stuff, like I, that was one of the things that I abandoned. Do I miss my golden years of speedrunning? Do you ever look at your old How The Student Edit episodes and be like, I wish I could be on the level I was at back then? I haven't had a chance to, I haven't had reason to. But I do wish I was back that way, yeah. It's funny because I don't feel much worse. Well, I suppose I do a little bit, but, but the results don't lie. I am significantly worse. A part of it is that there's a bunch of new strats that are hard that I keep failing and it makes my time look a lot worse than had I just not done the strats at all and just done something simpler. Like, well, there's a lot more strats that save time. Uh, these strats, if you fail them, lose you a lot more time than you would have otherwise saved. The speed of my facial hair growth. For those who don't like my uh, lack of beard, you're not going to have to wait too long. I grow facial hair really quick, which sucks because like, I don't ever really get to have a clean shaven look because it you can always see like five o'clock stubble or whatever it's called. It's generally why I prefer to have um, facial hair. Plus it makes me look like I have really, really large eyes. You never noticed how voluptuous my eyebrows were uh, when I had a beard? Yeah, that's primarily why I have a beard. Having a beard draws attention away from the size of my eyes, the size of my eyebrows, and my hairline. My hairline's always been shit, but it is a little bit worse these days. It shouldn't get any worse though, as long as I'm using this minoxidil shit or whatever. Taking care of a beard so it looks like uniform and stuff though is a pain in the ass. Not shaving and not giving a shit is fine, but not shaving and trying to give a shit is a pain. Like, there's ways that you're meant to, like, sculpt a beard to make it look as good as possible. I never bothered going that effort. Why I prefer my This Is What You Miss series to having a VOD channel. I do not like VOD channels. I much prefer combining together all the relevant footage into one video. Like, if you want to go watch me play Slay the Spire, there's 20 hours of it on YouTube right now. Same with Noisa, you know? Same with Chess, you know? You, you want some background noise of me playing some game that you weren't there for the stream. You've got a bunch of possibilities now. Of course, the value of a VOD channel in part depends on what kind of a streamer you are. For me, it's a little bit more valuable because when I do a stream, it's generally not me just buggerizing around. I will start a stream and have a specific goal for that stream and I will work to complete that goal. And if I fail, I'll stop the stream. Some streamers will start the stream with no particular goal in mind and just sit there and chat and hang out. And uh, those VODs are less valuable. Is Michael actually coming to GTA Online? It's Michael, that famous guy from GTA 5. Fancy seeing him here. What are the odds? Yeah, I've been thinking, what if Ned Luke was just bullshitting about a uh, DLC involving him? Where he, uh, maybe he was somewhat memeing on Twitter in the hopes of inspiring uh, interest to lead Rockstar to be like, oh, I guess people do want this then. Okay, let's do it. You don't think Rockstar cares? I mean, if you're Ned Luke trying to get yourself a bit of cash, getting yourself back into the game, I mean, why wouldn't you, you know? 
Man, it's like 51. Give him a break. Give who a break? Michael? I'm sure Ned Luke would want to be in it. If I was in Ned Luke's shoes and I was the voice actor for the like the best-selling game of all time or whatever, or essentially that, I, I would I would milk it for all it's worth. Fuck, I would go to children's birthday parties being like, hey kid, you forget a thousand things every day. Make sure this birthday isn't one of them. Another streamer getting swatted. I've heard a few of these stories recently. Twitch streamers and uh, YouTubers being swatted and shit. Trans woman Twitch streamer Kefels doxed arrested at gunpoint by London. Oh, London, Ontario, Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was confused for a second there. It's like the scummiest possible thing you can do. This happens way too often. Like, more than zero is too often. Like, I wonder what I'd do if I was, well, I suppose you, you, you know, you just like lay on the floor and just try not to do anything. It's fucking scary. Like, I don't, I don't know how they do this. Can you actually just call up SWAT and be like, hey, yo, come to this person's house? Surely not. Like, it, it has to go through some checks and channels and stuff, right? I suppose if you're convincing enough, you can just convince a regular person on the line to go through the proper channels. I feel sorry for this person and uh, screw the people who did that shit. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.